Weather is a player in everything that happens near the Aleutians. It claims new victims, occasionally aircraft, usually fishing boats and their crews, every year. Sometime between 10.30 p.m. 1 April 2001 and 3.35 the next morning, the Alaskan fishing vessel Arctic Rose vanished from the Zumchung Flats fishing grounds in the Bering Sea, north of the Aleutian Islands. The steel-hulled 93-foot vessel silently disappeared over the midwatch between a routine evening call to its sister ship and the transmission of an alarm from its emergency position indicating radio beacon. Arctic Rose's accident, as mysterious as the simultaneous capsizing of Americus and the sinking of its sister ship, Altair, in February 1983 near Dutch Harbor, was described as the deadliest single accident in the U.S. fishing fleet in half a century. Fourteen had died aboard Americus and Altair. All fifteen of Arctic Rose's crew were lost, coincidentally the same number of men as would climb up AF-586's boarding ladder to go flying this morning. Finding of fact. While the aircraft pre-flight was taking place, Lieutenant Commander Grigsby received a thorough weather brief and filled a DD-175 military flight plan that would take him to his assigned operating area west of Shumya Island via reserved airspace and return him to ADAC when the mission was terminated. Kaler and Wagner conducted the cockpit pre-flight and pilots' walk-around inspection, freeing Grigsby to get the weather briefing and file their flight plan. The pre-flight inspection identified a few minor discrepancies, but the maintenance launch crew quickly fixed these. For reasons of operation security, AF-586's canned flight plan told the air traffic control system as little as possible, just enough to get the aircraft out of ADAC at 9 a.m. and back nine hours later. For eight hours and twenty minutes of the nine hours in the air, AF-586 would be operating in rough-cut Delta, a reserved block of oceanic space. The FAA's local facility would control the aircraft only for the first and last 20 minutes of the flight, within 100 miles or so of ADAC. Elsewhere, the flight plan's note said, the cockpit crew would be responsible for safe separation from other aircraft. This assumption of responsibility was largely an air traffic control formality. No one expected other aircraft to be flying under visual flight rules in AF-586's remote operating area. If a Soviet aircraft were to materialize, it would be up to the two crews to stay far enough apart from each other to avoid a mid-air collision. Among other things, the flight plan remarks also told ATC that the aircraft had 15 crew members on board and was equipped with standard Navy survival equipment, meaning anti-exposure suits and life vests, the usual two seven and one twelve man rafts, and a sonoboy set to a frequency reserved for emergency homing beacon use. As a pilot with a special instrument rating, Grigsby could approve his own flight plans, and on this one he followed the usual practice and signed as the approving authority, not as pilot in command. The weather briefing was routine, too. At takeoff and on his return, ADAC's weather would be seasonal. Occasional snow and rain showers aside, afternoon weather in the central Aleutians would not be appreciably worse than early evening weather on the mainland, at Elmendorf and Anchorage, the two choices for an alternate should the crew not be able to get into ADAC for some reason.